are now tuned into the greatest sports show on the planet. That's Prince, and he's Barty. And you're now listening to Prince and Barty. Buckle up. Right now, currently, Cheetah has over a thousand yards. AJ Brown just broke Megatron's record. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have the legs of Cheetah in this NFL or the hands of AJ Brown? That's a great question. I think for me, I've always valued physicality more. Um, so you know, I'm a Randy Moss guy. I'm a Calvin Johnson guy. I like Terrell Owens. I like these big physical receivers because you could go across the middle on a slant, take a deep ball. And A.J. Brown got wheels, too, so I think it's more of the yards after the catch. Don't get it twisted. Cheetah could take a, a screen pass for 80 yards. We know what. I look at Tyreek Hill as the Steph Curry of football, right, where you could never be easy. He could break. Steph Curry could hit seven threes in a row or just eliminate your whole momentum. Tyreek Hill's the same way. He got like that Deontay Wilder, just that punches chance throughout a game. But pound for pound, what A.J. Brown's doing, man, he's just making these guys look like little boys. The other catch he caught last week, one hand, held the guy off. Just He's just a little boy and men out there, man. Who would you take? You know I'm always going to ride with my team. And the only reason I'm going to ride with my team is not even from an A.J. Brown perspective. It's ownership. Who's moving the chess pieces? Howie Roseman is one of the greatest GMs in the game. Facts. Look what he done did. He had Carson Wentz look like a bully. Then he had Nick Foles win the championship. Then he had Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. It took Andy Reid, even though he did win in Kansas City years, to rebound. But Chip Kelly had a winning season for Philly. Now you got Nick Sariani, who's balling out with Philly. Uh, Jalen Hurts is balling out. I mean, I, I got to ride with AJ just from the standpoint of who's backing you. Who's pushing the chess pieces around you? So I, I love what we're doing in Philly. Um, I didn't say it at the beginning of the year, but now I can say it. They're the Super Bowl favorite. I don't think that nobody's going to beat us, not even Patty, because I don't like Patty's receivers. But AJ's taking it to another step. He's to another level. He's on a Tyreek, Tyreek Hill level, on a Kelsey level, where he wants to look the top receivers in the eye. No, that's a fact. I think when he was in Tennessee, you know, he was with Tannehill, so. Obviously, he wasn't getting utilized as he should be. I knew he was good. We knew the raw talent that was there from even college. But like you said, you said it right. He's taking his game to another level. And I don't think I saw that. So, shoot to A.J. Brown. Listen, it's like picking children, man. Tyreek's a monster, man. About to possibly get 2,000 yards. Like, come on, man. So, But you look at physicality. You look at... Tyreek could finesse you and outrun you. AJ just going to beat you up, man. So I'd rather go with that. That could just weigh on defenses versus... Because what if Tua can't get it over the top? That deep threat's gone. Mm -hmm. I can get it to AJ in a multi multitude of ways. Facts, facts. But y'all let us know what you think, man. Tyreek, legs, or AJ Brown's hands? What would you rather have? Big time what if, man. You know, with the late passing of Bobby Knight, man, just... It's a sad, sad story, but I got a what if for you, man. What if Bobby Knight didn't start his career in Indiana, but he started with the Blue Devils, Duke? How would his career look? Would he have more championships? Would he be more acclaimed coach? Let me know what you think, Prince. Man, Bobby Knight, rest in peace, Bobby Knight. I think Bobby Knight was one of the first 
coaches we've seen fiery man you see that red face he would throw the chair on the court he's more iconic just for blowing up but i think it's deeper i think bobby knight had a he knew how to bring the killer out of people like he knew how to talk directly to the psyche of a great player him and michael jordan were really close you know from the olympic times when jordan was in uh unc they created a great relationship you look at Bob. You look at Bobby Knight's record. He had nine hundred and two victories in forty-two seasons, mm. three national championships. Right. So you put him in Duke. Now politically, that might be hard because you know Bobby Knight. What is he going to do? Speak his mind. He can tell you what it is and what is not. Right. So I don't think politically he probably would have survived as a as a blue devil. He probably was the devil, the mm. red devil. That's facts. But. Because you look at look at Duke players. You got Grand Hill, Shane Battier. These are like a lot of Duke players are highly intelligent people. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving. It's a certain tone that a Duke player versus what Bobby Knight would bring. But who knows? I don't know how would Grand Hill respond if Bobby Knight's just screaming at him. Mm. But Coach K is more of the psychologist. Hey, Barty, how you feeling? True. You want to talk about it? That's true. Where Bobby Knight's like, hey, bro, get on the line. We need you to do this, this, this. So... It depends on how you look at it, man. There's, and it goes back to we talk football a lot, where it's like the Bill Belichick or Andy Reid approach. Sure. Andy Reid's the players' coach. Office is always open. Bill Belichick, you can't come playing games. But Bobby Knight's a great coach. I think he would have got, he would have maximized everything from his players. Um, it's hard to say what he would have won because the game has changed so much. Players are more sensitive. You're dealing with. He's like, what he was doing then, he, man, he would have been canceled the first game. Facts. He can't throw no chair, man, and and act that way. But uh, Bobby Knight, rest in peace, man. Great coach, great career, all-time great. Y'all let us know, man. What if Bobby Knight was on the Blue Devils? Major League Baseball. First, you win a championship with the Atlanta Braves, then you win a championship with the Houston Astros. Now the Texas Rangers, you win a championship. Dion's never done it. Joe Montana's never done it. Only been done in baseball by Will Smith. This is crazy, man. You know, just to see what Will Smith is doing in the landscape of a major league baseball. Three different times he's won as a starting pitcher for the championship squad. How you feel about Will Smith, man? That's unbelievable. As a pitcher, too. A relief pitcher. So you know you got to have a lot of confidence, man, when a lot of teams believe in you and your championship pedigree to come bring us home. Three of them things? Three different teams? Hold on, what? Three in a row, though. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Because you, you, you said the Dion thing. So I'm thinking about Dion, San Fran, going to Dallas. But, man... Will Smith's doing uh, it, it's almost uh, it's one of them sports stats that's almost unbelievable. I know we we talked about it off air and I looked, I'm just like, damn. But at a pitcher though, you know what I'm saying? So at a high level like that, just going against some of the best hitters in the world to come out on top three times in a row, that's like the 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 Robert Ori stat. Like skill wise, he might not go down as one of the best, but like as a champion and how he did it. And what he did, he's almost the reason they won. So that's like, salute to Will Smith. Man. What, like, what do you think? When you first saw that, what was your reaction? Bold statement. He's the second best closer in baseball history. 
That's what I'm saying. Mariano Romero. Well, I'm about to, you know I'm about to say Mariano. Mariano's first. Then I will go Will Smith. Just from this standpoint, you look at baseball. Hitters are better now. They've, they've already investigated. You can't take PEDs no more. You can't take PEDs. So these hitters are better. They can hit harder. They can hit faster. They steal bases. And you come in and you close out. Think about the teams he closed out. Close out against the Yankees. He closed out against uh, the Astros. He closed out against all the great teams. He was in the National League and he did this. And he went from the National League to the American League and won it twice. Nah, that's, that's goat behavior. Yeah, goat behavior, man. So he got to get his flowers. I mean, it, it's crazy what he's doing. Shout out to him. And if you want to win the championship, you go get that reliever. You go get Will Smith. Like Uncle Phil say, you know what time it is, man. That's what you do. You get that closer. Man, he pitched in four worlds. Like, it's that's legendary stuff, man. I think a lot of people... I think for the casual fan, you hear that name, you thinking of oh, the Fresh Prince, like you Fresh. said. But salute to Will Smith, man. I think Will that name Will Smith needs some positive energy these days. Right now, it does. So salute to Will Smith, man. Continue to kill him. Try to win it next year. He get that four. He get that four. It's over. You got to give him that statue. And every one of the places he won should be a Will Smith statue. Facts. Will Smith, man. Salute. Prince of Barty. And Barty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. All right. Just follow me. Okay. <clears throat> so when you, when you look at boxing, right, or just sports in general, but we're going to stick with boxing. You've just seen Nganu just almost beat Tyson Fury. A lot of people thought he got robbed. Mm-hmm. I think he got robbed. But we know the politics at play. You can't have an MMA guy be the world champion in boxing. I feel like the boxing world would have been in shambles, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of things that gone that has gone unnoticed with that is Mike Tyson, right? We mm-hmm. talked about him training him. It's one thing to train somebody and, and get him in that mindset, both mentally and physically. Tyson almost made a world beater, <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson mm-hmm. trained this dude to go pound for pound with somebody who made Deontay Wilder look silly. A lot of these big heavyweights look silly. And Ngannou looks good. I think his next fight, all he has to do is probably knock somebody out. Mm-hmm. And he may be a real player in the heavyweight um, division. Mm-hmm. So what do you make of, like, great players training people? Because, you know, Gilbert Arenas was joking about 50000 to paid Hakeem and... Because somebody could teach you whatever, but can you apply it, what you're, you're, you're learning? You know what I'm saying? And, and Ganu did that in the ring. So what do you think about Tyson possibly becoming the new celebrity trainer, getting, getting that money uh, Hakeem is getting for the footwork? Can Tyson get that in power punching? When you look at Mike Tyson, he's a, a Spartan. He's a great all-time boxer. We talk about... Maybe you, anybody names top five, Mike is in the top five. And so for him to chain, train, he's taking what Custom Model taught him mm. and giving it to someone else. You got to remember, when you plant a seed in somebody, that seed's going to maturate, it's going to grow, and that person's going to become great. So the seed of Custom Model is now being placed in Nagano. And now we're looking at it maturate. And that's the thing you got to look at, too, is Tyson Fury looked like ice cream, man, out of shape. He was out of shape. So we got to see what he does because I think Fury's kind of towards the end of his career. For sure. And we got to see him against another great heavyweight before we can crown him. But for what we saw 
and that knockdown that we saw, Tyson put in that work. That is like everything, like, because, you know, MMA, it's very different, man. Shout out to my MMA guys. Um, but it's a different mentality. Of course. It's ground game, course. stand up game. And he looked really good. He looked comfortable in the ring. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to kind of be a meathead and just be swinging at air, getting tired. He looked very comfortable throwing his combinations. Facts. Even on that knockdown, it was a, a beautiful punch. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what Tyson does, man. Like, if, I, if I'm Tyson's agent, you know, Tyson's a humble dude. I'm trying to tax these dudes. How, how much uh, Hakeem charge of 50000 Easy. Well, you got to give me some Tyson. You got to give me some. You got to give me a quarter million, man. Easily. So let me show you these combinations, man. Tyson, salute, man, where I think a lot of times the trainers kind of, they duck off, man, like Derrick James. Remember, James had Errol Spence mm -hmm. looking crazy. And he had um, the Charlo brother. Mm-hmm. They both lost and looked terrible. Definitely, bro. But the trainer gets to go high. He don't got to talk to the media and kind of That's explain what went right, what went wrong. So salute to Tyson. We got to get him trainer's love, man. Mm -hmm. But that's what it is, man. Let us know what you think. Should Tyson start taxing and... He is a Laker maniac, and he is the Archbishop of the Bronze Sexuals. <sighs> Welcome back to Prince and Barty. Fortunately, we saw this summer what happened to Bronny. You know, shout out to him and his family. You know, our prayers and condolences go out to him. But I was watching a, a videotape, and it was a, a young man trying to go up on Bryce, recovery speed, blocked his shot, remind me of his father in high school. You know Division One better than all of us. What can Bryce be as far as a player in this league. I think Bryce, he has his father's genetics. Bryce is what, already 6'6". Mm -hmm. So they had that whole TikTok thing of like the heights. Bronny is 6, he probably going to be 6'3", 6'4", max. Way high. Bryce could literally be 6'10", 6'8", like, like his dad. So you know how it is. When it's a younger kid, they absorb everything. They just watching, observing, you know what I mean? So they... They get a chance to sit back and really see how everything goes, watch the mistakes of their parents, their siblings, and just watch. Mm -hmm. You look at LaMelo, you look at Jello, you look at um, Lonzo. Everybody thought Lonzo was supposed to be all world, the mm -hmm. next Jason kid. Lonzo heal up. You know, he had those knee issues. But look at LaMelo. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought saw LaMelo. If you saw, I know LaMelo had like 100 or something in high school. Then I'm like, oh, okay, they're not playing D. But I didn't see him being in the league and possibly getting a, a max contract. That's true. So I say all that to say, man, these young kids have nothing to lose. They big brothers play. Like, so they just, they out there. They want to get involved with their family. So I think Bryce, Bryce Maximus, as Braun calls him, I think the sky's the limit with him. Because you got to remember, they got access to the best trainers, nutritionists. Like, think about, so Bryce is in high school. And about to possibly go to a, a major D one, but he has the tools and the and the, the resources that the average kid is not going to have, man. You know it's crazy though. Fast fact, man. On October seventh, he received his second official offer to play college basketball. Already, he's, he's not playing, but look, you can't listen. You can't teach that height. You see how tall this kid is, and he plays defense. 
he, t he those little things, those intangibles, man. He's averaging one point two steals, point two blocks, a foul a game. I mean, he's shooting, he's shooting pretty good percentage. But he he's definitely a slim, and his daddy's slim at that. Facts. So I think Bryce, it, Braun got a, a bunch of um, superhumans in that house, man. Definitely. You see that his daughter play volleyball now, so mm -hmm. you know, tell him what she gonna do out there. Well, shout out to the James gang, man. Um, just excited to see what Bryce and uh, Bronny they, they make happen. Definitely. Can he live up to all the hype? No one can live up to this type of hype. Now, it's time for the Prince and Barty Fantasy Talk. What you got for him, fellas? DraftKings, man. The revenue was up 57%. It's up 57%. Cats are, are making a lot of money. You know, in the third quarter, they made $790 million. Oof. $790 million. Cassidy on DraftKings. They're on uh, Bet Vegas. There's so many different sites. Um, you got so many things that people are playing. What do you think about the sports betting? I mean, we know Vegas is going to get their money, but it's like it's all over the all United States now. You know what it is? I think just like with anything, it, it, it's taboo at first, then it becomes mainstream, right? Whether you look at like cannabis or whatever, I look at gambling that that same stance because once states and lawmakers start approving things mm -hmm. it's because it's too much money it's too much money bro in, involved to play games with it or shun it but man it, it's funny i know i we both know people who use DraftKings and and, and, and gamble right mm -hmm. but it's people who are not even sports fans mm -hmm. so think about that so it's not even a lot of people aren't sports fans and I have a personal friend who looks at sports gambling like an investment, like a stock market. Mm -hmm. He'll call me, hey, man, who do you like this week? Who's injured? So they, they're looking at it from a scientific way. They're not just saying, ah, bet on black, like the old, the old school uh, thinking. They're Facts. really looking at depth charts, looking at news, mm -hmm. making an educated decision. So I think the knowledge of sports gambling is through the roof now, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just your uncle who who feels like he has a hot hand. It's legitimate thinking involved now. Definitely, man. Definitely. And it's it's just crazy because when you look at the whole the landscape, you got prize picks. People can just do prop prop bets, but people are still betting games. And they're making money off the games, off the point spreads, off the overs and unders. 57%, $790 million. Vegas is eating. And in the Super Bowl in Vegas at that too. Oh my God. Nice. Nah, I mean, salute to DraftKings, Underdog Fantasy, Prize Picks. A lot of these companies are really embracing sports podcasts too mm -hmm. and content creators. So salute, man. Like I hope everybody getting money. Hope nobody getting their parlay messed up. Cause you know, you know that parlay, people be throwing the TV, cracking the TV cracking screen. The whole screen, bro. So they say this dude Nick Wright bets half of his checks sometimes on, and and he took the Chiefs this week. He took Cowboys. He got all the all the all the other teams. So we are gonna see what happens. Nah, for sure, man. Y'all, y'all make sure y'all gamble responsibly, man. Shoot Prince and Barty that ten percent, man. Factory. Yes, sir. Prince and Barty back. Prince and Barty, we here. Let's get right to it, man. You know, we talk about these what ifs. We're known for the what ifs. You mm -hmm. know, our last few what ifs been football. But let's go to the hardwood, man. 
So you know me, you know we're always coming up with just different topics, different uh, ideas for the show. And I thought about, we always talk about magic, you know, if somebody else played with magic, but you look at the draft, right? When magic was, we know, magic beat Bird, you know, to win a national championship. Mm -hmm. And that same year he won a championship with the Lakers. Mm -hmm. So what if you flip-flop it, like Freaky Friday, Irvin Magic Johnson goes to the Boston Celtics, Larry Joe Bird to the Los Angeles Lakers. What does that do to the landscape? Before you answer, let's go through the numbers, the raw just numbers, right? So you look at career, Bird, 24.3. Magic, 19.5 points a game. Rebounds per game, Bird has the edge at 10. Magic, 7. Assists per game, Bird, 6.3. Magic, 11.2. Steals, it's close, 1719. Blocks per game, a wash. Three-point percentage, of course, Bird has the edge. So Bird, 24, Magic, 19. So what does that look like? Because a great player can win anywhere. So it's not about a team or we see that with a Giannis and Dirk. So, mm -hmm. And these players are better than those. But we consider those two players better than those two players, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to me, man. What does that look like? You know, it's a crazy question because... Are we changing the landscape of college too? Because if he wins the championship, does Bird win the championship in college? Or are we just doing pro? We'll just do pro, just pro. So if we're doing pro, when I look at it, no matter where Magic goes, he's going to ball. Now, we look at power forwards, the power forward position. You know, some say Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward, but when we go footwork, Kevin McHale was a beast. So now he's getting the ball anywhere he wants in the paint. So you imagine Magic getting Kevin McHale the ball in the paint like he wants to, it's going to be a different situation. But what I would say is, is this. This changes the whole GOAT debate in my, in my argument. Look at it this way. Mike got six rings. At this point in time, we're looking at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar having maybe seven, eight championships. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not a knock on Magic, but when you double-team Kareem, you throwing the ball to Bird. Bird's percentage is crazy. He shot 50% from the floor. Easily one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Then around Bird, you got Byron Scott shooting jumpers. Then around Byron Scott, you got uh, uh, Worthy going down the paint. So now Bird's assist goes up. His points may go down, but Kareem is going to pick your poison. You want it in the paint or you want it from the outside. And remember, Bird used to tell cats, remember uh, Julius Irvin, Dominique Wilkins said, which way you want it? I'm going to go left in your face. If you want, I'm going to go right in your face. Bird was that dude. They said Bird's trash talk was better than Mike's trash talk. Mike said Bird would out trash talk him. And so now you're pairing Bird up with the greatest score of all time in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That means Bird, ain't, he ain't seen no double teams. No, that's real. I think um, if you just look at it, man, these, these stats are crazy when you just look at it. So Magic obviously has the five rings. Bird has the three rings. Mm -hmm. It might be flip-flop, too, because cause they pretty much split the 80s, right? It's almost like Kobe and uh, Tim Duncan mm -hmm. with the 2000s. Identical. I think Magic, 19 and a half, he's going to score more points. I think Magic will get to 24 if he had to play uh, with the Celtics. No, facts. Facts. So, I mean, but it, it, it's crazy because when you look at the landscape of both of their careers, they made the era of the Lakers versus Boston. That was the greatest Boston Lakers era ever. Better than James Worthy. I'm better than, you know, when um, you had Wilt the Stilt, 
and Russell because yeah. the, the, it wasn't a real argument. They would go back and forth. But I think, you know, they they both get credited for saving the league. Add Jordan to that. Um, I think it was just perfect timing, man. You got the black guy, the white guy. 100%. You got rural versus celebrity. So I think we're locked into the characters they play for sports. But I think Magic would have did. I think they both could have did well in well, each other's city. It doesn't matter where you put them at because these guys are icons. They do everything at an all-time high on the court. Defend at all-time high. Pass at all-time high. Rebound all-time high. Magic can score at all-time high. They just was winners on a different type of clip. Damn, these stats. Magic 11-2 career. Bird 10 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. So when you see like a Durant, Durant might average like seven points, seven like seven rebounds a game. And he's mm. taller than Bird. And remember, they say rebounds a a a hustle stat. Of course. But see, that's the point. You got to remember, a lot of a lot of people hustle like these guys. That's why people always say certain players are from different eras. Kobe was from a different era, but he didn't play like his era. LeBron's from a different era, but he didn't play like his era. These guys, if you put them in this era now, I always tell people this. They like to argue this with me, but I think. As a shooter, I would rather Bird take a shot to win my life than Steph Curry. I'm just telling you the truth. Nah, nah. I mean, I don't think anybody will argue with that just because, Bird, you've seen it happen. Like, I feel like you could talk trash after the fact, but Bird talked trash before the fact. Exactly. So that means I know my skill set. What he, you know, the famous, he comes in with the warm up on points. Like, he doesn't take his warm up off. Mm-hmm. He's a professional NBA shooter. And he's looking like. But he asked him, who wants to come in second? Larry Bird, man. Magic Johnson let us know the what if. What if Magic went to the Celtics? What if Bird goes to the Lakers? What does that look like? How, who has the most chips? Let us know. Definitely, definitely. So a lot of people wouldn't realize, man, that we're big movie buffs. You know, all we do is watch movies. You especially. Facts. You know, Barty's a, a film critic. No, really, he's a film critic. He has other shows. Well, you'll learn about that info soon. We're going to slowly let y'all know that info. One day. But me and him always argue about sports movies. And, like, it made me think about some of the great sports actors, great lead actors in sports films. You know who my goat is. You know how I always say one of my favorite movies is White Man Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. You know, Wesley Snipes. I think he just killed the character. I think for me, sports roles, I have to believe you, mm-hmm. right? You can't just be out there. You can't fake basketball or fake True. athletic movement. So, in looking at some of the top actors, like as far as the sports films, who, who are some people that stand out to you the most? You know me, since Barty's my name, so you know I'm big on football. Any given Sunday, Jamie Foxx, Willie, Willie Beeman. Just just the, the standpoint of you watch a team that was going the Dan Marino route, and then all of a sudden you enter in Mike Vick, you enter in Cam Newton. That Willie Beeman, he's throwing the ball, he's running the ball. Like, like LL Cool J said, you can't hold me, get off me. Like, he was that dude, man. Big time role. Nah, it's crazy, too, because it's a fictional character. Facts. Right? It's almost like the Ray Finkel, uh-huh. where, like, you'll see the throwback jerseys of Ray Finkel. Mm-hmm. You'll see, um, obviously, the, the jerseys of uh, Willie Beeman. So mm-hmm. it's hard to see a fictional character blow up. That rarely happens. That's how you know you got a hit. That's true. But, I mean, I you got to look at Creed. I know that's more new. Shout out to Rocky. Rocky's the OG. Mm-hmm. Stallone. 
But Creed came out 2015. I think when it first came out, I didn't know what to expect. But Michael B. Jordan leaned into it. Definitely. Man. Training with real boxers and real Philly gyms. Mm-hmm. He really made the role his. And now they're on what, Creed 3. Yeah, Creed is, Creed is off the wall, man. I mean, you look at all the different movies. You know, one that always jumps out for me, man, is the biography of Mickey Ward. You know, Mickey Ward was a big-time Irish boxer. For sure. And then the fact that you have Mark Wahlberg comes in and plays him he for fighter. Him. And you watch that movie. Even, listen, man, not too many movies, you know, I'm going to go off air real quick, but real, will bring you into tears. But if you watch that last scene with Christian Bell talking about how they put Boston on the map, and Mickey put, and he put his arm around his brother. Like they both embodied the role of the Ward brothers in IBF and boxing. No, I agree, man. That came out 2010. The fighter, Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale killed that man. Mickey Ward killed it. It's just dope, man. It was a good. It was a good story. It made you feel like you was in Boston and from Boston. 100. Went through what they went through. But now it's, it's some great sports movies, man. You know, you got Blue Chips, and those one of yours. Oof. We could go on forever with sports movies, but we just really talking about what character just killed their role, man. Um, I mean, Jam- we seen Jamie Foxx over this. I didn't know he could play a quarterback from mm-hmm. like he he killed that man. So, what are some of the, your favorite sports movies and some of your your favorite actors that le- led those movies? Let us know. Check it out, Prince and Barty. Yo, we talking hoops and money right now. You know what I'm saying, big time. But we look at the 09-010 season, from being teammates vying to get the king his first ring to being rivals in the money financial world. You know, I, I was looking at a story the other day, and it was a crazy story they had on the news, and it was talking about Vegas and who is trying to get Vegas. Now, we all know LeBron has been vying for this team for the longest time. Bron, life after basketball, we got movies, we got watching his son play ball, we got ownership. Now, we know right now he owns part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Him and Maverick Carter got, got stake in that. He's definitely on his Magic Johnson business moves for sure. But listen to this quote from Shaq. I would like to have my own group, O'Neal says. I know Vegas hasn't been awarded an NBA team yet. But if they ever get to a point where they are awarded a team, I would like to be a part of that. But, keyword, I don't want to partner with nobody. I want it all to myself. Oof. What you think? How you feel about that? That's a crazy topic. That's crazy, man. Um, I think, first of all, Shaq's a good dude. I had a pleasure of working with him on shows. My cousin Chip Fu, Fu Schnickens, they're close. So I've known Shaq directly indirectly for a long time he don't play games he's a very um headstrong individual right if that makes sense but braun ain't playing games either yeah braun is very much i i look at lebron he looked at michael he looked at magic i think he has more magic in him you know magic with the dodgers Mm -hmm. with the commanders now so magic's a serial entrepreneur but it's like, man, you got two billionaires going one-on-one off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know who wins? Who? Vegas. True. Because <laughs> now you look at the Raiders, you look at Oakland, you look at the A's. You know what I mean? Hold on one second. Let me get that. Let me get that one time. Mm-hmm. You know who wins? Oh. Vegas, man. Um, you look at 
the Raiders. You look at the Oakland A's possibly going to Vegas. So we both know Vegas is a hotbed, man. Recre- recreational cannabis, entertainment, life lifestyle. Like Vegas has everything you need. That's true. That's definitely a lot, man. And that's the crazy thing, just to know that Shaq and LeBron are vying for Sin City. All the money in Sin City, everything. Vegas makes money year-round, day-round, 24-7, 365. So now you got two of the most dominant players from a small forward position to a big man position vying for the team. Y'all let us know what you think, man. Who you think deserves the team, Shaq or LeBron? We'll find out. Big money, big money. Yeah, right. you, you moderate. Nobody wants to talk. It's that time again, man. Hockey pays. Hockey pays. Prince and Barty on hockey, man. So we know the NHL 2023 season is kicked off. 2023-2024 season is kicked off. A lot of talk, a lot of hype. But we want to talk to you. You are a resident hockey expert. You know me, man. I want to know about the players, man. Who's good? I mean, don't tell me about the okay dude. Who is the dude in hockey or the dudes? What's going on, man? Who should I look out for this season and beyond? Who's the future of hockey? You know, the crazy thing with hockey, the status of hockey is is so caught up on Connor. Connor Bedard is, is the number one overall pick. Everybody loves him, but there's some players that jump off the plate for me. Okay. And, you know, when you look at the ice, you got to be able to do more than just skull score, assist, or even just play defense. So first one that jumps off to me is Luke Hughes, man. Luke Hughes plays for the Jersey Devils, man. This dude in in in, in two games got one goal, one assist. But he's big time. He's big time for the Devils. The Devils can probably turn this thing around with Luke Hughes. What Luke Hughes is about to do for the ice is major for the Devils. You know, New York is always known for the Rangers, they're known for the Islanders, but now you got the New Jersey Devils, and the Devils are going to be looking pretty good when you think of the situation. So Luke Hughes, fourth overall, fourth pick in the first round, so Definitely. they believe in him. Well, I think he should have went higher. I think he should have went higher. He should have probably went second. But, I mean, when you look at who, well, who Connor is and what Connor can do, that's the reason why he went first. But now who really should have went higher in the draft? Devon Levy, man. He's a goalie. Yo, this dude is the real deal, man. Listen, he was picked at 212th pick. This dude is a 21-year-old goalie. And he's a stud, man. He has a... It's 212. Is that like a Mr. Irrelevant area? Definitely. Definitely. But he has a 90% save rate, man. Wow. So he just mat- every Matumbo getting Listen, everything out of there. This dude's waving the finger every time. Wow. For the Sabres. Like, literally, if it, if it was up to me... I'll pair my team up with Crosby on one side. I'll throw a Veskin on the other. And then let me get Devon Levy at that goalie. We straight. That's high praise. He's only 21, and you already see his future is looking bright. He's a real deal goalie, man. You know me, man. Listen, hockey of all my favorite positions, I love goalies, man. Okay. You get saves. You got to think of it from the standpoint. So when we say hockey pays, that run line counts. So if you got a goalie that's saving at a 90% 90 rate, they're not scoring. So you're going to get that open net at the end of the game. Let me get that money. Hockey pays. You heard it here, man. Hockey pays. We're going to keep you with the latest and greatest of all things hockey, NHL. Who's your goats, man? Let us know getting this t- hockey stuff off. Prince and Barty.
Facts. Prince and Barty will be doing live broadcast at several locations around the country. Follow and like all Prince and Barty's social media pages for exclusive details. There will be game tournaments, sport trivia, best fan contest, and cash giveaways all night. This can be your chance to win big. and Barty is your number one source for all things sports. Now streaming on Spotify and iTunes.